When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One of the Good evening and welcome to another episode of It's Eleven, It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy, the Leicester City podcast by Leicester City fans, for Leicester City fans, joined by Full House tonight. We must have won at the weekend and Villa must have won as well, Barry. Good to see you with us, back with us again. Uh, yeah, Villa did win, bet the United, delighted. My dad was out watching it and he, had, he left early, left early after an hour, he was just like, I've had enough, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, my dad was out Yeah. Idiot. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's hard. The, I should have said to you good evening, shouldn't I? That was the uh, the Emory effect. Oh, it's brilliant. Like, you could see so much difference in one game. Like, just obviously being coached by a proper coach. It's good times. Yeah. Catching Newcastle up now and uh, be winning the league this season. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> good. Steve, good to have you with us. Yeah, hi. Yeah, good to be here after a back-to-back victories. Oh, away victories as well. Away back-to-back away victories, yeah. 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 And uh, a couple of years. Two years. screamers, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, we'll come on to the game shortly, but it's nice to sit here after a win, isn't it? Aidan, you've returned from the depths of Northern Irish football to come and give us your uh, expert views this evening. Have I? Have I? Um, well, yes, yes. So it's at the King Power. Um, for the Manchester City match, so give you some of my views on that. And um, I actually ended up in the Emirate at the Emirates on Thursday night for a bit of Europa League action, Arsenal against Zurich. Um, but yeah, good to be back at the KP after after a while. And uh, things are on the up. Uh, what was it like at the Arsenal on uh, on Thursday? Can you give us let's, let's get the most important question? How much was it for a pint? Much was it for a pint? Um, I, I wasn't drinking pints in the Emirates actually. Um, Is it J two O in double Malibu? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Malibu, the sponsors of this podcast. Um, yes, I didn't have a pint. Uh, I got a ticket for twenty two quid, which I thought was all right. And um, yeah, Arsenal did got the job done. Kieran Tierney um, with the winning goal, one 0 to the Arsenal. The Zurich fans, the, the stewards, were the big losers in the night. They obviously hadn't done their work because Zurich fans let one flare after another, after another, after another. So um, a bit of pyrotechnics. A couple of days before Gay Fox. More flares than a Nottingham dance floor. Exactly. Exactly. That was my little dad joke for the evening there to start oh, us off. 
start off as we mean to go on because forget Nottingham, forget Derby, forget Coventry. Tom, Leicester is the place. Apparently so, mate. Yeah. Found that out yeah. at the uh, at the weekend. What's that, mate? I said we found that out at the weekend. We certainly did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. As as Steve said, it's it's nice to see some wins and and us flying up the table. Was it the best performance of the season for you so far, Tom? I know we've had a couple of four 0 wins, haven't we? But something very solid uh, about the victory on Saturday. Yeah, it's certainly one of the better ones. I mean, um, well, the goals sort of speak for themselves, don't they? I think um, they had our players stunned as well as theirs, which is always nice to see. Um, but yeah, just just the kind of the team effort and the and the grit to get through a game um, the way we did. You know, D- Danny Ward made a, a decent save as well. Um, yeah, yeah, brilliant save to be honest. Um, yeah, just just felt like uh, the the majority of the of the team played really well through, throughout the ninety minutes. Yeah, absolutely. It was a, a must win game, Steve, wasn't it? Really, you didn't want to go into the World Cup being in the bottom three. The chances are now for those three points that even if we were to lose to West Ham, we, we probably wouldn't be in the bottom three. But it was uh, it said a lot about the mentality of the squad to come out and, and win in that manner as well on Saturday. Yeah, it did. You can see the confidence is back. And, you know, we talked about this a few weeks back. You know, they need a scrappy 1-0 win. It goes in off the arse or it's an own goal or something. And just to start building that confidence back. And they look a completely different team. Um, and, you know, it was well-deserved. In fact, we could have won by more than two, couldn't we? Yeah, I think it was we had like 20 team. attempts against their eight or nine or something and nine, nine, eight on target against their two or something like that. So, um, you know, we were pretty dominant throughout and looked comfortable, really. I mean, uh, Samari made a mistake that nearly uh, let a Wobi in. Um, I think they had a header from a corner. And then Calvert Lewin was in yeah. when he broke through. Yeah, but I mean, other than that, we controlled the game, didn't we? We should have scored more. We should have done. Barry, did you catch the game Saturday night, or was it one that you missed? <clears throat> I had to, had to watch the highlights, mate. Um, but from what I, from what I saw, um, I saw I looked at the Sky Sports highlights, and it, it seemed pretty even. Uh, like when Steve was rattling off them stats there. It didn't seem like that in the highlights, but um, to be fair, it looked like Danny Ward had a game of his life. And because um, they, they look good. I thought everyone from the highlights I saw, they looked pretty good. But uh, yeah, the goals for Leicester, that Yuri goal, my word, what a hit. What a place to start then, Aidan, really. We'll talk about Yuri Tillman's goal, but it's nothing unusual for him, is it? I was on the, the stands at Molyneux a couple of weeks before where I thought he'd scored one of the goals of the season. Was this one arguably better, the way that he lifted it up for himself and then volleyed it straight in the corner? Yeah, I see. I saw on the, on the Leicester City Instagram, the official Instagram today, there was a vote. Um, I went for the Wolves one. I, I just slightly preferred the Wolves one. Um, but no, I think they were, they were both great goals. Um, conversely, to my opinion, the whenever I voted, the Everton one was, was leading by about 60-40. Um, so it's a slight favourite, but... Um, we know that he's got that in his locker, um, no more so than in the FA Cup final, but even um, the intelligent goal that he scored against Manchester United at home way back um, last season just shows you that he has that spectacular um, in, his, in his locker and he's got the confidence at the moment um, to, to step forward and, and have, have a go at these. Um, and I expect, you know, 
it's one of those ones, and it? it's almost a shame that the, the World Cup's coming when it's coming because as a team we have hit a bit of form, and I think he epitomizes that. Him, him, and James Madison, of course. Um, but yeah, he's you know we're seeing the player that was attracting all that attention from from dare I say bigger clubs than Leicester City um, mm. a few months you know a, a while back. Um, so yeah, I'm impressed by by where he's up to at the minute and what we're seeing from him. He looks happy as well, doesn't he? Like he's enjoying life. I mean, in the interviews and everything. He's got a great highlights reel, isn't he? Uh, Yuri Tillemans mm. first, some of his mm. goals that he scored so far. So, Tom, Yuri Tillemans' goal that he scored on Saturday, you, you look at that and you look at the goals against Brentford and against Manchester United, the one against yeah. Chelsea in the Cup final. I rather naively put out a poll on Twitter to say which was the best. And obviously, I think about 90% came back with the FA Cup final goal being there the best but it, it's it's not luck is it that the guy scored that many wonder goals he's got pure quality running through him isn't he no he, the way he strikes the ball well I mean you've seen it in those last two that he's belted in they're absolutely incredible um, I know he's he's kind of laughed at, at um, James Madison's touch back to him in, in his interview after that after the last match um, but yeah, for me, the the way he just controls that and, and hits that straight off the bat, he's setting himself up with it. Yeah, it's, it's a joy to watch. And the, the amount of dip and power he gets on those, that's not by accident. Um, and we're seeing it time and time again in that area, just outside of the box on that right side. That's where he likes to hit them and he's, he's finding the net. And it, yeah, I think... I'll just be devastated when he's not in our squad. So, you know, fingers yeah. crossed we can do something about that, um, especially with the way Madison's performing as well. And, you know, we'll all be wondering whether he'll be around next season. Do you think it's added another layer to his game, Steve, that he's now captain of the, the football club? It seems to have really, it really suits him, doesn't it, in terms of his uh, approach? Well, I think the responsibility does. Yeah, I don't think he had a great season for us last season. Um, and he didn't start this season well. But since he's picked up the armband, um, uh, his confidence seems to have grown or maybe taking that responsibility means he's stepped up in his own thinking, his own mentality. And and because um, it wasn't, it's not just his goals, his all-round games, far better his controlling games now. And we're, with him and Madison... We look like we can create a lot of goals. Um, so, yeah. And to be honest, it, Johnny seemed to suffer with the captaincy. He's not had a good season. And um, I, I'd, I'd keep Yuri captain at the moment with yeah, the way he's playing. Me too. I, I would as well. Uh, Barry, we're seeing that Yuri Tillemans that we uh, clashed over so often two seasons ago when you thought he was just a poor man's John McGinn. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's certainly... Uh, sort of living up to his name at the moment, is it? In terms of the World Cup coming up as well, I think he's one of the former players in the, the league at the moment to be going in and making a difference at the World Cup. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think he's uh, he's been unreal. Like, and what I like about him is he's got his urgency back. Like he seems to, his legs don't seem heavy anymore. He seems to be cutting about the pitch really fast, really quick, cutting out of danger. And then obviously finding space. And it's not a fluke that he's hitting these. Like you can't be hitting the top corner every time. And like he is, if you don't either practice it or just have that natural ability to do that, it's it's just wonder strike after wonder strike. And I, I am starting to turn. I think, um, yeah, I, t- I would take him in our squad, yeah, for sure. It's a high praise indeed for the uh, 
Premier League champions 2324. Um, but with that, with that, Aiden, uh, there is we speak about the World Cup. There's a man that is going to find out his fate this week who was named man of the match on Saturday yet again, James Madison. He sort of runs the show for us, doesn't he, at the moment? He does, yeah. He's, he's playing with confidence, but he's playing with a lot of a lot of skill and, and we're seeing the talent that, that the guy is. He wants to be on the ball. Um, he's finding finding great space. He's turning with the ball quickly uh, and turning well and, and then moving forward kind of um, yeah, bringing the ball forward to us to the edge of the box and, and making things um, that, like we've seen in, in some of the goals that we've scored recently. So um, it, it was a big feature. I think it's a, a feature in the BBC football um, website at the moment, um, just how, how it's impossible, surely, for him not to be on that plane um, to Qatar. It's probably the most media pressure that I've seen uh, around a player seemingly being forced into the squad by the media and by the, the people in football and not necessarily the manager uh, that I can remember really in terms of a World Cup squad. So what's going to happen on Thursday if he doesn't have a place in this squad? There's going to be riots. Well, yeah, as you say, I mean, there's fans from from all across the league that are, that are crying out for him to be in, in the squad. Um you know the performances that he's put in, in in the last in the last year have been nothing short of amazing, um, and he's, he's certainly stepped up his game over the last the last couple of months. Um, and when you look at going into a competition at the moment, when he's so in form, he's he's going to be you know they're going to be kicking off in like three weeks. You've got to have the players that are in form to go straight into the competition. So. I, th- I just feel like Southgate. If he if he doesn't call his name up, it it's just it'd just be a travesty. To be honest, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you could possibly leave him out. It's uh, it would just for for a lot of Leicester fans. I think it would uh, really exacerbate the point of really not caring too much about England at the World Cup, which is a strange feeling to to have at the, the same time. It's a major tournament. There are countries there in the lads down the bottom of my screen that would love to be there that aren't there. But there's a real feeling that Southgate is maybe not the man to, to do that. What do you think of Gareth Southgate as a manager, Barry? Uh, atrocious. Atrocious. I think we spoke about this in a couple of episodes ago. Since, um, oh, who's, I don't know who was in charge of the golden era of England. I can't remember who the manager was. Venables? Would it have been Venables? I was fair, was it? Yeah. Um, like the quality the choice of quality that England have is embarrassing um, and it's it's ludicrous even even when you got to the final it was through poor football and not using the best players in my opinion whereas like Tom Tom is absolutely bang on with this new format of the World Cup you have to play the foreign players you can't be just sticking to the ones you know and trust like Madison has to start of course he does um, I don't know who, who else is in form yeah bet like Bellingham would have to start yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if that was nice. Of, you wouldn't have Mason Mount ahead of uh, oh. Madison, like, What has he got on Southgate that he keeps getting picked? I just oh, don't. I, pet, isn't he? Yeah, I just don't. I don't understand that. I think, um, and and I think it affects Kane. I think Kane doesn't play in his right position because of this. Like put Madison behind him. Kane yeah. get Kane. Kane gets the golden boot. No ifs or buts about it. He he has to start. And I said it. I think last week or the last time we had a podcast. Barnes has to be in the squad. I don't know if he'll start because unfortunately he likes the, the Starling and um, Foden and that. I've got a bit of credit in the bank. But like, yeah, Barnes and Madison have to be there. It, if 
if he wants to be taken seriously, they, they have to be in the, the 26-man squad, not the 55, the 26. Or, 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 or he's gone. He'll be gone after this tournament, for sure. Fingers crossed. What's your thoughts on what Barry's just said there, Steve, about the two Leicester lads? And not forgetting, James Justin's probably more of a shoe-in than either of them because we've got no full-backs left. Yeah, but I think he probably is, and he's returning to a little bit of form, actually. Um, yeah, it, it, uh, stats don't lie, do they? And you just look at his performances. He can turn a game, really. And even if he doesn't start, which, you know, I think Southgate's stubborn enough to say, fuck you to all the pundits and the press that are saying, I've got to take Madison and just not take him, which would be a travesty. But I think he's that much of a dick he could do that, to be honest. And um, um, he, 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 he's got the best stats he needs to be there. And I think Barnes is up there as well. He's not shown on the stats, but I think he's fifth or sixth for goal involvements um, in, in the same time frame. So that, yeah, I think they should both be going along, but uh, you know, Southgate does seem to have his favourites. And, you know, Madison's shown now that he can do it as a number 10 or do it uh, playing on the right wing as well. And he's had some good games. OK, he comes off the wing and comes in. But he's been equally impressive in both roles where when he was played out on the wing before for Leicester, he never really did that much. So, yeah. That's the, yeah. That's the myth, though, isn't it? That, oh, we don't play with a number 10 for England, so therefore... We don't take him, but he does. He, he rarely plays as a ten for Leicester. He's played as a an eight. He's played wide, 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 wide right even, um, but but not necessarily in that number of ten. So that's a myth, isn't it? Adam, were you going to say something before? I guess just you know to give context to what we're saying. Um, <clears throat> I remember I read an article <coughs> about three or three or four weeks ago. I think about three weeks ago, and um, just after our our nil nil draw at home to Crystal Palace, and it seemed to be that. I think Gareth Southgate was in the stadium that day, um, and at that time it was just on the on the eve of the 55-man squad being named, and there was talk in the media around is this Madison's um, real final addition um, to make you know to get himself into the England squad. I think he was always going to make the 55-man squad, but I think in that context, you know, three weeks ago Leicester City were in a different place and were coming off a different period. Um, of results and performances than they are now. So uh, it can be easy to, to just look at things through the lens of, you know, the, the last few games. Don't misunderstand me. He definitely should win the plane. Um, he definitely should be going. I think the conversation and the doubt has been sparked by by our poor performances this season and um, I, I guess by games where, where he hasn't been as good. That nil-nil draw against Crystal Palace, I think he got booked in that game, which put him out of the Leeds United match. Um, on the Thursday, um, or so I'm suspended. So it, it was in that context. I think a lot of the the talk that he mightn't be going um, came from. I would be super, very, very surprised if he, extremely surprised if he wasn't in the 26 man squad. So before we move off, James Madison, then fellas, one word, yes or no? Steve, does Madison make the squad on Thursday? Uh, is this what I believe, or whether I think Southgate's a dick or not? Whether you think he'll, he will be on that plane? Um, I have a strange feeling he won't be. Yeah, I'm the same. I don't think he'll pick him. Tom? I'm saying yes. Okay, Barry? I, I think no, like Steve. I think Southgate's that stubborn. Yeah, me too. Aidan? I think he's. I think he will pick him. I think yes. I'm going with Tom. Right, okay. 
we can we can come back to this. It's fucking better, be. A man that was mentioned there by Barry as well, Harvey Barnes. I feel like I'm his biggest defender, uh, certainly on Twitter at different points, because he gets quite a bit of stick from the Leicester faithful for drifting in and out of games. Sometimes when he doesn't have a, a good game, you can see it, but he gives us something totally different, Steve, doesn't he? That second goal, he really started that move off, taking his man on the, the halfway line, and it was a super sharp finish at the end as well. Yeah, it was. Really good finish. I mean, um, he, look, he before he could take his man on, he had a lot of pace and there was no end product, either cross or shot. And he's really developed his end product. Um, as uh, what, uh, Who was it that did say it was Pipes, wasn't it, that said that, you know, you can tell whether he's going to have a good game or not, yeah. depending on how his first run at somebody goes mm-hmm. um, and whether he's confident or not. But, yeah, um, it, again, he creates something out of nothing. And what we have to remember is Mares was a much more gifted winger in many ways. But there, there was so often he wasn't in a game. But he was able to just change it in a, in a moment with a bit of brilliance. Um, and Barnes has got, I mean, his pace terrifies defenders, obviously. And, mm. uh, and he can finish now. And it was a... You know, it was a really good finish. I mean, a, a cracking shot. Uh, well, to get the ball back to goal, turn the players the way he did, and then hit that shot fiercely and uh, to beat Pickford from that range. It was a class finish. It's a good job Pickford's only got little arms, though, because uh, he might have <laughs> Tom, you, you hear me week in, week out defending the guy in there. Certainly that fellow that sits two rows behind him. So I think Harvey Barnes has touched his wife up or something at some point. Because uh, there's no, no way he can have that much general hate for someone. Yeah, uh, he's never liked any of our wingers, though. You must remember that. So I, I remember the Damari Gray, look how he runs. Comment. Yeah, he didn't like Maris either, did he? So. Yeah, if you listen to this, chance, you're an absolute dickhead. Anyway, <laughs> I'll just tell him, tell him to his face. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Tom, carry on. Harvey Barnes, great goal, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we, we've seen so many times where he's, he's he's the one bringing the ball down the wing, or he gets he gets um, the ball passed to him when he's really close to the keeper, um, and it's those chances that you know it's a bit of a fifty fifty on whether he squeezes one in or not. But it's amazing to see him kind of central of the box. Um, it kind of it kind of reminded me of KDH's goal. I, I forget which game it was, but he kind of Crystal Palace. Yeah, he turned and, and went round two players and sort of curled it into a similar sort of yeah, position. Yeah. Um, but yeah, w- wicked strike. And to be fair, I, I rewatched the highlights on that well, on the whole game again today. And I think because of the Tillemans goal, you'd, I didn't realise how good that second goal was, but it was brilliant. He was quite lucky not to have a, a second goal as well, Aidan, wasn't he? Broke away in injury time. Madison again, which would have been his third assist of the game. Um, and, and Pickford saved that time. But he is a threat. He does give us something different, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, that leads, you know, that could lead on to the, the discussion of, you know, Vardy and Daka aren't maybe in the goals enough and, and Iheanacho. Um, but yeah, he is that threat. Him and Madison are that threat. That's... Um, the run at people, the you know, especially Barnes runs at people. He's got the pace, and he and he has, as Steve said, added that final product to his game much more um, in the last last couple of seasons. Um, 
including this last two or three seasons. So um, as England manager, I would want him involved. Um, I, I think he gives England something different as well. Um, but, you know, he's a bit more direct and a bit more pacey and, and finds good positions in the box, um, more so than the likes of Grealish and, and Madison, who are a bit more of those playmaker type players. He's never going to get picked ahead of Grealish, though, is he? Oh, he won't get picked ahead of Grealish, no, but I think one to bring on off the bench, um, he is useful. Yeah, absolutely. Barry, we started the season, if you go back a few podcasts from us, we've conceded 22 goals in the first seven games of the season. We've conceded three in the last seven. And that is some turnaround, isn't it? And uh, a big, big bit of credit there to the management team and uh, the defensive unit, and, and maybe in particular, Root Fast, since he joined. Yeah, I think so. He's he's obviously been the the key factor in that because he's he's the only real change. Um, or 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 does or should Brendan get a bit more credit for persistence? Well, there's to make the, that there's a set piece coach Barry that's came Balls. in at the same time almost, and um, uh, and and I think we've gone fifty corners without conceding now. So right. I mean? think yeah, so I think that's part of it. Um, and whether Woutfass has, has improved Amati's game, Amati seems a different player now. Whether it's just a run in the a run in the side. Ward, of course, is coming for stuff, isn't he? And punching or claiming crosses, which even Casper never did. So, yeah. And what about and what about Samari? Is he affecting that? No, he's a bit of a liability, I think. He's one of the factors. He's one yeah. of the changes too. So he yeah, has looked great, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's still not up to the pace of the game. I think, even in the way he thinks, yeah. he's not up to the pace of the Premier Premier he League. He's on a different pace, doesn't he, to everyone else? Yeah, yeah. He's got great dance moves, though, hasn't he? Certainly through that for uh, Yuri's <laughs> goal, where he's given it the uh, Samari wiggle, and now the the new song is "I want to dance with Samari." I want to feel like Samari. <laughs> I'll keep singing to you guys. It's not, it's not finished yet. Lars Nudson, though, fifty corners without uh, conceding. You, you're not as nervous now, uh, Aidan, are you? When you, you see that Leicester have conceded a corner, it used to feel like a goal straight away. Absolutely, no. Um, looks a lot more solid. Um, I think. White face, if I've got that correct, um, coming into the the team has has added that bit of steel, and you know he, from his first home performance against against Forest and stuff, we he's just looked really good, really solid. Um, it's a big step up coming from Ligue 1, um to the Premier League, um, but he he's done he's done pretty well overall, um, and made us that that bit more more solid. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see does does. Johnny Evans come back into the eleven. I don't think he does, to be honest. Um, at, at the moment, um, I think you, you can't change a defence that's keeping clean sheets and that's looking solid. So, um, but yeah, in terms of, in terms of the corners, you know, as you say, it's just we're dealing with them. We look more confident, and we're we're maybe attacking the ball a bit better, um, and people maybe know their jobs a bit better. So, um, I guess that's what you'd expect with a set piece coach coming in, because because that's what else is he going to be doing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That was one of my questions for after we have our. Uh... After we have our last man standing, we look ahead in terms of Vizamati now, one of the first choice centre backs that we've got, which is a, a crazy thought, really, isn't it? If you take it back a couple it of is. weeks. Yeah. Something, a question that I saw recently, uh, Tom, was Voot Fass or um, Fafana, who would you rather have in your team? 
<laughs> well, there's not much contest now, is there? But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Vass is uh, yeah, other than you know a, a couple of slight shaky moments in his first couple of games. Um, he's been solid. He's, yeah. You know, I, I I think we'd we'd be questioning what's going on with Sionko and are we gonna see we're gonna see much more of him. What I noticed at the uh, the end of the Wolves game a few weeks ago is that when the final whistle went, we won that game 4-0. But Fass, Amati, and Danny Ward all got together really quickly and yeah. hugging each other and celebrating the clean sheet. So it wasn't that we just won, but that clean sheet meant uh, meant the world to them. Barry, Danny Ward has now got Five clean sheets this season. He's second in the joint second in the list for the Golden Glove. That is again. We talk about turnarounds, and we'll come on to the manager shortly. That is a, another crazy stat, isn't it? Not yeah. I, th- I think maybe for a couple of you guys, but like I think Steve and I have always had the faith in in, in Ward. I think there is a good player there. He's just maybe it's took him a while to get his confidence and get the trust in the centre halves, and and that probably proves it if they're hugging each other after a clean sheet. He's got he's got all the skills. He's got he's got all the talent. I think it's just they're finding a goalkeeper coach that can just make him elite from being good. Because that save he makes at one 0 to Calvert Lewin, I don't think he makes that save four or five weeks ago. Oh, it was an ace save. Yeah, that was a wonderful. I think save. he dived the other way, and he was almost making himself smaller <clears> as he was coming out to shots before. But that was a really strong uh, piece of goalkeeping, wasn't it? Yeah, I think if he could if he could just learn to. And I'm no goalkeeper, but if he could learn to just start taking them shots in rather than always parrying it, and that's that'd be like the next notch up for him. I think I think there is as much as he saves really hard shots, he does parry them quite often in the danger dangerous areas. So if he can yeah. master like just taking ahead of it, that'd be that'd be a massive step up for him. Well, is it a case of Leicester being really good on Saturday, Steve, and uh, Everton potentially not being very good as well? Uh, how? What were your thoughts on Everton's performance and where they're at? Well, they've been on a good run. They beat Palace 3-0 in their previous home game. Um, I, I don't think they're a bad team. Uh, I think we played really well. And uh, I wouldn't take anything away from our performance. I thought it was a, um, a kind of very solid professional away performance. And we'd get points most places if we turned up like that. Hopefully, including the West Ham Stadium, the, the Olympic Stadium on uh, Saturday this week coming. Right, yeah. we'll move on and play a game of last man standing. The cards may be stacked against Barry and Aidan in this one, I'm afraid. It's a, it's a bit of World Cup trivia for you. So, All the right. World Cup in question is the last World Cup, 2018. And what I would like you to do is to tell me players that were included in the England squad out of the 23 in the 2018 World Cup. <laughs> Stephen, we'll start with you. Well, uh, let's start with Pickford then. Number one, Jordan Pickford. You do it all in order. That'd be impressive. Tom, over to you. Okay, uh, Harry Kane. Number nine, Harry Kane. Barry. Uh, Rashford. Marcus Rashford is number nineteen, also on the list. Yeah. <laughs> I had a moment of panic there. I couldn't see him. Aidan? Uh, was Jordan Henderson in the team? Jordan Henderson was in the team. He was the number eight. We're all still in. There's some proper bizarre names on this list now. It's only four years ago. 
Steve? Um, Sterling. Raheem Sterling, number 10. Tom? Um, I'm going to go for Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer is number four. Barry? Um, has anyone said Maguire? No one has so far. Do you want to say Maguire? I would like to say Maguire. He was number six. Scored, of course, in the game against Colombia in the, the quarter. No, it wasn't. So it was a game against Sweden in the last 16. Aiden? Kyle Walker in the squad. Kyle Walker, number two. Steve, back to you. Uh, Stones? Number five. Tom? Ward Prowse? I think he was on the backup list. Yeah, he definitely wasn't in the 23. Sorry. Ouch. Shambles. Uh, Barry? Yeah, Trippier. Trippier scored, of course, in the semi-final when we all thought it was coming home. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, number 12. Aiden? Aiden? Hmm. I'm struggling. Connor Cody? No. Send it out then. Mm, Trippier was my next one, and Barry's gone for that. So yeah, the other he thing. did that to me as well. He's a dickhead. Barry Cody. Yeah. Steve, so. Well, he could. Um, um, Mount? No. No, he was just a young pup in uh, Southgate's eye the last time we played the World Cup. Uh, so you're, you're out. I can't believe this, Barry. You've won an England question uh, on last man standing. Have you got any more? I've got a couple more. Go on then. Uh, Luke, Luke Shaw? Uh, no, he wasn't in the squad then. Oh, I was yeah. the other one was Connor Cody. That's what no, I said. Decker. So, <laughs> so the ones that we missed were number three, Danny Rose. Number seven, Jesse Lingard. Number 11, and I can't believe you've all done this, you absolute scumbags, Jamie Vardy. Of course, yeah. Oh. Sorry, Jamie. 13 was Jack Butlins. 14 was Danny Welbeck. 15 was Gary Cahill. This quad is absolutely roasty, isn't it? <laughs> 16, it gets better. 16 was Phil Jones. <laughs> Seven, Fabian Delph. 18, Ashley Young. Uh, 19, Rashford, which is said. 20 was Deli Alley, who's now struggling out of Besiktas on loan. Uh, 21, Rubus, Ruben Loftus-Cheek. 22 was an uncapped right-back by the name of Trent Alexander-Arnold. And 23 was Nick Pope. Yeah, some, grim, keep a second, some grim names in that squad then. Yeah, yeah pretty was, grim. We, we need to discuss the, the elephant in the room, really. A few weeks ago, a number of us, myself included, were quite uh, vocal around the Brendan Out situation. We ran a poll at that stage, and it seems that 90% of the fans that engaged in that poll wanted Brendan to be removed from his post. I ran that poll again uh, on Saturday after the Everton game, and there was 80% now saying Brendan in. Steve Marples, what are your thoughts? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, look... Uh... I, I, I was one of the last to stick with Brendan, but even I thought he'd um, he, he'd gone as far as he can, and uh, uh, his body language and his tonality 
suggested that he didn't have it in his to turn uh, in him to turn us round actually and get us back playing again. But he has. So uh, it's early days yet, but credit to him. I mean, you look at those first seven games and look at what we've done in the last seven games. It's a massive turnaround. So um, yeah, I, of course he should stay right now if he continues moving us the way we are. We're on European form at the moment. <laughs> Easy, yeah, easy. Not, sure, not sure we're going to get that, that high up, but <laughs> no, but we're on European form at the moment, you know. Absolutely. After getting one point from seven games, that's a lot to make up, but we are playing well at the minute. Aidan, as someone that never wavered from being a Brendan fan, how do you respond to Steve's uh, fickleness? The Ollie's, let's call Ollie's a shower of dickheads, not just Steve, although he's probably the biggest. Do you understand where the, the feeling was at that time? Though? It looked very unlikely that it would be able to muster the sort of results. It looked like, it felt like that the manager had down tools a little bit and he was almost crying out to be sacked at one point. Yeah, there was, I mean, there was that feeling. And, and um, I, I just think you, sometimes you have to write it out. And it, because he's a manager who's brought us success, you know, I think he deserved that, that time that he's got. Um, and that things have turned around. I would, I would say a note, of, a note of caution that, you know, a few weeks ago we spoke about these games coming up as games where we could take points from, you know, where, you know, these points haven't come against your, you know, Liverpools and Man Cities and, and Arsenals and, and Chelsea's, you know, we put in a very good performance last week. You know, obviously I was, I was there for it against Man City, but, you know, we're, the top six teams were not really touching them um, this season. Um, so, but I think we, we did agree that these were, were games that um, when this wee run came along, that was a chance for us to get points. And we have done, you know, and, and yes, I do understand where that feeling was coming from. But I think it's teams and you know, all go through rough patches. He was obviously disappointed and, and probably very frustrated not to have had the financial backing, you know, the the chairman top came out in the programme, I forget which which match that was, but, uh, you know, explaining the the rationale behind the lack of spending and it was, it's clear, it's you know, yeah, yeah it's clear that, that there is that issue, you know, that Brendan hasn't had the money that he that he wanted and there's that frustration. Um, and I, I just felt all along that that we needed to give him, give that time to settle, give him time to, um, just to, to get people back playing as, as as we've seen, he can get them playing before. It wasn't a nailed on thing. I could have been wrong, but I thought it was worth, you know, I think I was speaking about get to 10 games. It's taken a little bit more. It's really only the past maybe three or four games um, and we're 14 games into the league season um, that things are really turning around for us. Um, but yeah, and there'll be ups and downs with, you know, I think the, the way defeat to Bournemouth was pretty disappointing. Um, you know, coming off that that four 0 win against uh, Nottingham Forest, and and you know, defensively the goals that we gave away at Bournemouth weren't great. And then with the home, you know, as recently as the fifteenth of October, had the the nil nil draw at home to Palace, which was a bit deflating. Which was that one that we we're talking about that could have maybe people were saying that could have cost Madison his, his England chance. You know, and um, so there will be more stumbles and and, and trips. You know, I, I would. I would happily take a point, I think, against West Ham um, just to go into the World Cup um, off the back of, of not losing a match um, and go from there. But, um, yeah, I think it, it was worth um, sticking with him and, and um, letting, him, letting him show what he can get the players doing again. 
any uh, any thoughts, Tom, around his position moving forward? Are you still in the in the mindset that he's he deserves a place at the club now rather than uh, where we were a few weeks ago? Yeah, I think I think Aidan makes some really good points there. To be honest, um, I think for sure he he won't still he won't be here if it wasn't for the contract. I'm, I'm certain on that. Uh, I think it, it's just unbelievable, actually, how how many uh, points we dropped and and how poorly we played o- over the start of the season. Um, which is why it's unbelievable what what we're achieving now. Um, so, well, I mean, with with that in mind, yeah, yeah, we've we've got to keep him. Um, I, I've no idea what's happened behind the scenes, how it's turned around, but the fact is, it has. And um, yeah, as a bit of a, a fickle fan, we're we're kind of entitled to be like that, aren't we? I think I think we were in a position where you were really starting to worry for the club and where we were going to end up. Um, <laughs> And now, you know, we're we're not playing sailing now by any means, but we're certainly in a much better place. Totally, Um, yeah. Yeah. I think there's still fans out there with an agenda, and the the agenda is that they don't see Brendan Rodgers as as the manager for this club, and no matter what happens now, that he's sort of gone to to them. I wonder, Barry, do you think his relationship with some of the fans has broken down over this? He doesn't come out at the end of the games anymore to acknowledge the fans like he used to. Uh, He's obviously heard... Away and chanting, we want Brendan out, we want Brendan out. How would you be feeling if you were him? Um oh yeah, I think it's I think it's understandable for him to be like that because like as much as being a neutral and I I, I thought it was time for him to go, he has kind of backed himself and proven himself to be right. So he can have this wee standoff, I think. I think it's it's fair to do that. If he goes back, like me personally, I wouldn't go back cowering. Uh, to the fans if, if they, they wanted me out if 90% of the fan base wanted me out a few weeks ago he, should, he shouldn't be doing that I think he could take his time after the break and do a decent bit of PR and come out and do some decent interviews and just explain how he's feeling during it how he's feeling now and reconnect again that would be the right thing to do um, but yeah I think he's it's part it's weird to say it, but I think it's part of his charm that he is a bit cocksure and, and, and cocky and, and, and believes in himself that he needs to maybe readdress that with the fans and get them to believe that he's as good as he is because that isn't there just now That's the, look, look at what we're talking about right now you've been on a great run but there's still that element of um, is, there, is there fans that still want him out I think uh, and it has been a good patch but I think the difference here is, is he's somehow installed that belief again Leicester are playing great football the resilience is second to none you can't deny it um, because the, the goals have been peppered a bit but you've been able to prevent, prevent conceding so like he is he is the right man but um, I don't know like I, yeah, it might be a, it might be a small section of agenda against him I think you, you've got yeah. to kind of applaud him for what he's done to be fair I, I'd almost go as far to say that there was an agenda of those for him when it was at totally the low point because that, that was some real blind faith that was needed at, at that stage to keep to keep <laughs> Put in your face for Aiden. Yeah, blind faith an FA Cup victory and two fifth place finishes. <laughs> and argue it. Yeah, and who would it? I imagine the amount of money you could have got if you'd uh, bet that five managers would get sacked before Rogers. Mm-hmm. You know, six seven games in. Hassan Hootle's the latest to go, isn't he? Today, the Southampton manager. Yeah. In- 
it looks like they're going to appoint Nathan Jones from Luton Town, uh, which is a, a brave move, I think, isn't it, in their position? Because they've got a lot of young players there. They need someone to to sort of get them back together. You look at that, Barry's right. The quality of football that we're playing the last few games has been really up there. I watched Chelsea-Arsenal yesterday. I thought Chelsea were absolute doggo hmm. uh, in, in terms of the way that they approach the game and their quality of passing. So for, I, I would say that we, we're probably playing better football than a side like Chelsea at the minute with all the millions that they've spent. So, uh, yeah, there, there are green shoots, aren't there? Give you one last chance, Steve, to make a public apology to um, to Brendan Rogers, and then we'll publish that, and then <laughs> no one needs to say anything else. No, I'm not making a public apology. I um, I stuck with him through a lot of it, but uh, I I couldn't see him turning it turning it round. I was wrong, and he's done well. Uh, yeah. But there's a long road ahead yet. Aiden, Mark, you're the, you're the boss, so um, feel free to veto this, but. I'm just flicking through my, my WhatsApp messages from the 6th of August um, 2022 <laughs> when we all made our prediction for Leicester City's final um, position, finishing position after 38 games this season. Um, yeah. Maybe whether to speak about it now or... or yeah, you speak it. about it. You go for it. Uh, yeah. So, Aidan McCormick said they'll finish in 15th place. Mark Manderfield, 8th place. Tom Clark, 9th place. Steve Marples, 7th place. And Barry Robertson, eleventh place. Wonder how you boys feel about those predictions now. Well, it could be, couldn't it? Any of them. Could any would, you, them. would you like to revise? Do you think they'll? Do you think Leicester City will finish in eighth place this season? I, I don't. I, I won't revise. No. I, I, I would change mine. I think they'll be top half. I think ten on eight. I do. There's too many teams not playing well just now. Who said fifteenth? Me. You said fifteenth. Well, they're four, we're fourteenth at the minute. Negative Nancy with the That's uh, why he stuck with Rogers. We were never more than five <laughs> places where we took. All right, all right. <clears throat> yeah. Of course, yeah. we've got uh, we've got a Carabao Cup tie tomorrow night, which we'll touch on very, very briefly because uh, it's Newport County at oh. home. It's the scene of a disaster <laughs> for Cloud Puel a couple of years ago at the uh, at Rodney Parade when we went there with the FA Cup and lost. 2-1, of course, what happened the next season was we, we went and won the whole competition, uh, or the season after that, rather. Um, are we expecting a, a bit of a change lineup tomorrow, Tom, would you say? Oh, God, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not expecting a, an interesting game by any means tomorrow night. So, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we're, we're looking at big big changes to keep everyone happy and healthy. Are you going to? Are you going to the game? No, no, afraid not tomorrow. No, not bothering. Not bothering tomorrow. Fair weather fans, aren't they, Tom? Usually beat us, don't they? So don't fancy it. I think they see it's quite a big game. A couple of their fans have reached out to me on Twitter. We tried to get a show done with them, but we couldn't quite work the logistics of it. But they, they fancy their chances against us on, on Tuesday night. What were you going to say, Adam? Uh, just say that um, Brendan Rogers has said in the press today... Um, that uh, he won't be making many changes. He says, I want to go through, and I've shown that, shown that every time I've been in the cup competitions. Um, we'll make some changes naturally, but there won't be many. A lot of the players need to be ready to go again. I, I would predict that I think Everson will start in goal. Um, yeah. I think Luke Thomas will come in. I think Vestergaard will come in. I think Siunchu will come in. Uh, probably still have either James Justin or Castagna in the, the squad as well. Dennis Pratt will come in. Mendy will come in. 
Uh, Ian and Chelsea. <laughs> Big changes so there, much yeah. everything I've heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I, I see those players. He he's got to yeah. look at that squad and think that's enough to beat a League Two side. I, I would imagine. Mm. It's it's a banana skin, isn't it? I'd, yeah. I'd rather have our tie than yours, Barry. This week you've got United, haven't you again? Oh, why would we do it again? What we did <laughs> yesterday. So you could do, yeah, because yeah. we'll we'll You're play. Right. He'll play a strong. He'll play a strong team. I don't know if Ken Hag will. You don't think yeah. so. No, nah, I don't think so. He, he has to bring the changes. That was an awful team selection he did yesterday. They've got Barcelona in the next round of the Europa as well, haven't they, Manu? So, Delighted, yeah. yeah. Couldn't have happened to a better team. They might have to think about you know their uh, their, their priorities as the season goes on because they might not be in the Europa League much longer. Um, we'll, we'll move away from tomorrow night's game, I think, and just talk West Ham away for a couple of minutes before we finish. I think Steve's going to fall asleep on us otherwise. you got a, you got a heavy night on the go there in Dublin, have you? I've got some work to do after this, yeah. Yeah, we won't keep you long. So West Ham away, Steve. We've had a couple of batterings in our last couple of games there. I think 3-0 and 4-1 might have been the last two uh, mm. appearances we've made there. They're short of confidence. They're, they're a point behind us. Sorry, one place below us. We'll say amount of points. They, they seem to be in a little bit of trouble at the minute. Are you confident ahead of the game on Saturday? Fairly confident, yeah. I, I think we could get another 2-0 victory, I think. Um, we're looking, it'll be 2-0 or 3-1. I think we'll win never totally comfortably. I think like we were, even Wolves wasn't comfortable until the end. So, um, But I think we'll do enough. I think the confidence is growing. They're really fighting for each other. Um, and covering for each other when they make mistakes. Um, I think Castagna's been one of our weak links, actually. He's not, yeah, he was always Mr. Reliable, but he, he made a, a couple of, he gave the ball away dangerously a few times against, um, against Everton. Um, but generally, um, and indeed he's back, and it'd be interesting to see if he, yeah. Do you share that confidence, Aiden? Not really, to be honest. No, I think um, I hadn't realised just West Ham uh, until their defeat um, at the weekend. They were in a, a six-game, six-game home home game winning run. They'd won six games in a row at home. Obviously, that didn't include um, European competition, and some of their opposition weren't great. Um, the likes of Silkeborg. Um, but yeah, I I wouldn't be that confident. I'd I'd be happy to to get out of there with a point, as I say. What's gone wrong at West Ham this season then, Barry? What, what do you think has changed them? Because similar to Leicester last season, they were pushing again, weren't they, for the top half of the league. They were our biggest competition outside of the top six. Uh, and the wheels seem to have fallen off a little bit this season. I think, I think it's tiredness, man. I think um, I think they've played so many games in, so, in two two seasons. Uh, they don't have the squad depth to replace place the players to sort of transition it and, and, and rotate. Um, and they're just maybe a bit stale. Like they bought one striker, bought a centre half that hasn't changed the formation, hasn't changed the way they play, and, and that often happens if you don't if you don't try to alter it because Bowen's been found out, Ben Rama's not the player he was, uh, Antonio doesn't even get a game. So and yeah, Declan Rice and Suchek are just not there. I was actually listening to Talksport last night, and uh, West Ham fans were calling for Moyes to go because he's not doing anything different he's just staying the same and they think that they've got the, the squad they just don't have the right coach Yeah and that's odd from the outside to hear isn't it with Moyes Tom that people might be calling for his head because he seems to have done such a good job there in the, the time that he's been there 
Yeah, it, it kind of goes through patches though, doesn't he? Where he has a, a, a bit of a poor run and then picks it back up again. Um, I think in, in terms of the, the changes over the course of the last season, I mean, they've they've lost Mark Noble. Um, also, Antonio's not playing so much and he he was absolutely bashing him in against us, wasn't he, before? Um, this this uh, Skamaka fella's come through. Everyone seems to be raving about him. He's in my dream team. Is he? Mine too. Bloody yeah, where you go. <laughs> well, since I transferred him in, he's, he's been having a bit of a rough time. Um, Steve, <laughs> would you keep Patson Decker up front on Saturday or would you think Jamie Vardy might come back in? Because it seems to be that Decker's the away specialist at the minute and Vardy's playing at home. Yeah, I, I think... Um... I think Dakar's done enough, and I think he could do with a bit more of a run. He's taking his shots a little bit too early. Um, I think he just needs a run in the team to get his confidence up. Yeah. Nice to see Vardy back on the score sheet at Wolves, though. Uh, you always wonder yeah. if it's the last last one. I don't know if any of you guys do at the minute, but I was thinking that 100 Club uh, video that Sky Sports do, and wonder where that last goal is going to come, but it wasn't it wasn't to be before Molyneux. I hope he gets another couple of chances and he, he keeps scoring. I think he's about 15 goals off uh, 10th place on the all-time list now and, and Michael Owen, which would be great if we could get him that far up. Um, real quick word before we finish tonight, Aidan, on uh, KDH and the, the midfield, because I've given him a bit of criticism in the last few games in terms of his output and and some of the, pull your face at me again. No, you're no, not just that you were as you were as big as cheerleader, and now you're. I know, I was, yeah, yeah, I am, I am. But I'm also realistic. I think if his name was Kieran Dewsbury O'Hallio, and he was from Italy, I think he'd have been out of the team by now. I think the fact is a in Italy. Yeah, um, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're saying, but I guess could it be that we're expecting too much from him? Um, you know. He's not been around that long. Um, is that quest for? You know, is, it, is it natural that he hasn't maybe found that consistency? Because I think that's often, you know, what marks that marks out real quality players. You know, a lot of players have ability and can turn it on, but can they turn it on every week? Um, and, and so perhaps we know we know the guy's ability. Um, is you know he's still a young player? Is he is he searching at the minute for that? consistency and, and, and is that just part of part of his development that hopefully in a season or two as I think was was the case with Harvey Barnes you know maybe more so in terms of his, his final product but you know we were sitting here a couple of seasons ago speaking about Harvey Barnes and his great talent but he wasn't we weren't consistently getting that final product and we're, we're getting that a lot more from him now so hopefully in a season or two we'll, we'll look back and um, if we're still sitting on Monday nights doing the podcast of course we will be of course um you know, and, and be saying that, uh, you know, it was just a matter of, of him maturing and, and developing um, as a player to give that quality that we know he is capable of, but more more on a weekly basis. I think for, for me, and I've, I've not been slagging him as such, it's just a, it's just a uh, observation that he, at times I, I think it's made us a bit of a weaker outfit in different different games. I'd like to see Dennis Pratt being given the chance in there to to play alongside Tielemans and see what that looks like at a different point. So we'll see what happens. Uh, lads, we'll take the predictions before we 
finish off this evening for just West Ham. We don't we don't do cup games, do we, Aidan? We don't do cup games. No, I actually do have to update the league table as well. So yeah, no, we don't do cup games. Okay. Well, you can do them if you want, but they won't. It's not going to count for your league points. Barry, it's you'll be different competition. To, you know, you'll be looking forward to seeing the league after the two two 0 victory on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I'm sick of being at the bottom of the league. It'd be nice <laughs> just to jump up a spot. We've all been there this season. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, Tom, start with you. The West Ham game. Yeah. Two one Leicester. Barry. Same as Tom. Two one Leicester. Aiden. Oh, go on then. One one. I'll say I've got a wee bad feeling that it could be two one West Ham, but I'm going to say one one. It's great to have you back again, Aidan, with us. You're going to come back again. <laughs> we miss you when you're not on. Uh-huh. Well, I'm on Sky Sports next Monday night, I'm afraid. Uh, Crusaders it? versus Ballymena United, Monday night football, Sky Sports. Well, I'm in Disney, Disneyland Paris next Monday night. So, uh, uh, yeah. Make sure you get a TV in the bar. Not a competition, but... <laughs> Steve, what's your, uh, what's your prediction for Saturday? Uh, I'm in Carrington next Monday, if anyone's interested. Um, <laughs> not at Manchester United's training ground, though. Uh, I think I'll stick with my 2-0 to the Foxes. Yeah, I'm going to go 1-0. Another clean sheet, I think, in there. We'll just about edge it. Oh, you beast. Mark, um, who's your, Mark, uh, who's your favourite Disney princess? Uh, I'm not sure what I have to say. <laughs> It'd take them all. I don't want to get banned before a game. <laughs> I've uh, I've got a bit of notoriety that I, I did get a bit starey with uh, Princess Aurora when we went to Disney World before. So. <laughs> I probably would say Princess Aurora. Oh, this this podcast taking a turn, isn't it? <laughs> it's gone a bit weird. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to get loads of emails about our weird air now. <laughs> yeah, Mark, we're not going to talk about your cartoon porn, so don't worry, that's not going to. <laughs> it's not a cartoon, Steve. It's a real woman. <laughs> it's not porn. Moving on, uh, moving on. <laughs> no, it's been another wonderful hour of our times. If if you if you're listening back to this and there's no technical issues with the podcast, then I've done my job in editing it really really well because uh, it's been a bit a bit of a challenge tonight. But Tom, Barry, Aidan, and Stephen, thank you very much for joining us for another episode of It's Eleven. It's Heaven for Jamie Vardy, and we'll join you again at some point during the World Cup. I would imagine we'll have a bit of a chat about that. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Podcast Network.